Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Dr. John Lawrence. We're going to be talking about innovative solutions for those who are struggling with chronic illness, especially the use of high-dose melatonin as well as methylene blue. So for those of you who might not know Dr. Lawrence, he is the Chief Scientific Advisor for MitoZen Scientific and heads up Advanced Rejuvenation, a multidisciplinary clinic with a focus on treating chronic diseases, regenerative medicine, functional neurology and functional medicine. Please check out all of the great information in the show notes, as well as how to find out more about Dr. Lawrence. I hope you enjoy this informative podcast. Welcome, Dr. Lawrence. It's really an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's what an honor. Yeah, well, thank you. So, you know, I've been hearing about your work and our paths have crossed in kind of these very synchronous ways. We have a dear friend in common. I noticed you at the recent Dr. Joe Dispenza a workshop. I thought you looked familiar. And then um, all these kind of synchronicities happen that I really just am so intrigued about your products, your approach, and that how they can really um, help my patients heal faster. And so that was really the desire to have you on the podcast. And for you, know, many people might already know you, but you might be new to a lot of my audience. So can you just share a little bit about your background? I know that you became passionate about this work through your own story. Well, you know, it really starts back when I was born. We lived on a, a base that wound up and had a um, the worst water uh, contamination. And so, I, you know, I was in utero and also first two years of life, I was, you know, we were living on this uh, military base. And so every one of my family members now, my dad has leukemia, my mom has crippling arthritis, uh, my sister's, not, you know, got got some, uh, some challenges with, with a variety of different things. And, you know, I've always, you know, from a young age, you know, I had asthma, I had a lot of allergies, which is super sensitive. And, you know, it's hard to say, is it have to do with that toxic poisoning, but it's, it's kind of hard not to think that. Wanted to take a moment to thank my sponsor, BioPure, for sponsoring the Spectrum of Health podcast. BioPure is a wonderful product line that I use in many of my treatment protocols at Eminence Health. I've been using them for over a decade, and BioPure does a lot of things that are so important to me. They use high quality ingredients, they use results oriented formulas, and they test their products for purity and potency, making sure that they are free from all of the things that we want to keep our patients away from and avoiding. You can't go wrong with BioPure, and I just, again, want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And if you're struggling out there, check out their products on Apothecary. We have a special discount of 10% for BioPure products on my website, and that's apothecarystore.com. And please use the code Spectrum of Health. I found a lot of challenges as a child just with school, you know, and I, I was put in special education classes to the point where you know, I remember the first year I was in there, the, 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 the teachers were saying, you know, hey, we don't know if John really belongs in these classes. But then, you know, you're surrounded by that environment. It's like it was a small class that I was with all day, each day. And you weren't really integrating with like the, the, the more normal kids. And uh, uh, it was very challenging. You know, it was like you started to kind of think that you were, you know, something was really wrong and really alienated, I think, from a lot of other other students. And so my parents had to actually pull me out into a private school because they wanted to, by the time I was after a few years, they're like, no, actually he belongs here. Right. And, and I guess to some point I kind of got a little bit crazy and um, you know, again, whether that's from the, you know, it's hard to say I was on medication. I mean, back then I was on Ritalin and like 
Theodore, this, uh, this drug for asthma that kind of ramps you up. And then, um, and they were, they were putting, you know, the, the Ritalin for the ADD and, you know, no wonder, you know, now that we know what we know is just terrible, but, um, but, you know, I made it out of that at one point, I want to say it was almost 20 years ago. Now I got really sick and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I, I just had this just terrible inflammation in my body. And it was primarily in my clavicle and my SC joint but it was referring like, like I felt it in my heart and was going to doctor after doctor. And I was getting all these different, you know, opinions and the rheumatologist was the biggest one. It's like such a joke, you know, rheumatology, you know, any rheumatologist, listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but really I, I don't have a lot of warm feelings about that whole, you know, just the approach. It's basically anti-inflammatories and steroids. And so many of these people going in with these inflammatory joint conditions, you know, like autoimmune conditions, they're all, there's underlying infection with in my opinion, probably all of them, but mm -hmm. it's, it's toxins and infections. And this is what I learned with my own journey was that when I started to address some of these issues, I, I, I tested myself eventually and found out I had Lyme, but I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, right. And they wanted to put me on all kinds of crazy medication. So yeah, you know, it was it was a long process. There's a lot of ozone, IV, a lot of like Chinese herbs, a lot of meditation, you know, just a lot working through a lot of spiritual challenges that I had. And what else did I do? High dose melatonin. One of the one of the things that really was early on that I noticed was just phenomenal was glutathione suppositories. You know, I would take that and I would wake up in the morning. I'd be like, wow, you know, I felt fresh. My inflammation was down. And so I started a company and we started selling uh, glutathione suppositories, I think like 15 years ago. And it kind of led to me starting to formulate some other products that um, were helping both me and my patients. Like this, the next product was something called Glutostat, which is a nasal spray. And we found that we can pretty much eradicate Marcon's, you know, pretty nicely with this with this product and, it, and you can nebulize it as well. So like, this was kind of the beginning of what is now MitoZen and we have, you know, quite a few products and, but a lot of it was kind of like my pain to purpose, you know, you, you know, uh, Dan Pompa. Yeah. 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 He's been, yeah, I've, I've interviewed him on a few summits and gone to Yeah. Recently a uh, speaker at the biohacking conference as well. Mm -hmm. um, were you at that there in Orlando? I was not. I was not at that one. Okay. Um, but right. yeah, Dave, yeah. He's been on a few summits as well. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Dan and I met, we were introduced by Patrick Gentempo. He's uh -huh. um, with Revealed Films, right? Yep. And I went to go visit Patrick on 4th of July. And he's like, hey, do you want to go to this 4th of July party with me? I was staying with him actually. And so we drove over there and, you know, it was the first time I met Dan, I had heard about him. And I mean, we just, we just really connected like brothers from another mother. And, and it turns out that our, our, we have very similar uh, realizations and stories, you know, with the Lyme disease and the mold illness. And we see so many people that have this challenge, right? I mean, a lot of healthcare practitioners, a lot of people that are out outspoken and it's, it's really, it's a biotoxin illness. So it's these fat soluble toxins that we can't clean out very easily and they get it into our gut, you know, so we take these things in and, and they circulate in the bile, right? Mm -hmm. So, so we, we, we eat biles released from the gallbladder and then it helps move things through the gut. 
and helps with peristalsis. And then the bile helps to kind of emulsify fat so you can absorb it. But that bile is so precious. The body sees that in the lower end of the colon. It says, let me take that back. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that it's going to scoop it up with all the toxins. And so then those toxins then get reintroduced into your liver and down your gut. And so this is a common thing that happens, I think with probably most, most any disease that may walk through a doctor's office could benefit from going through doing some binders Mm -hmm. and, you know, cleaning the the bile because we have so many fat soluble toxins. So we do that in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And the other area that the toxins will, will settle is the cell membranes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is where, you know, life begins and ends, right? The, the cell membrane. So you can imagine when that starts to get toxic, what type of signaling that's going to be, you know, done, that's not proper and create a lot of inflammation. And we flush our cell membranes out every two years. Mm -hmm. So these things get stuck for, for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And so we, we work with patients to kind of flush their cell membranes. Mainly we use a lot of phosphatidylcholine. Butyrate is also good. I, in an IV that, that can be even better, but you can also do it at home. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then avoiding the bad fats, right. The, the, the heated up vegetable oils or the, the mm-hmm. really another negative thing. So, yeah. so we had that in common and it was like, and then there's, you know, all this stuff that I was doing with high dose melatonin, which I, I think we should definitely dive into a bit. And, uh, and yeah, and there's just new things that we are starting to do here in the last few months that we can talk about with uh, a protocol called Lumatol Blue. Yeah where we're using methylene blue with light therapy. Mm-hmm. And this is just next level stuff. I mean, love it. yeah, amazing. No, yeah, no, love it. And thank you so much for sharing your story. We have a lot of mutual friends and, you know, I've been fortunate that I haven't had the same health issues that a lot of us have through, you know, getting to this journey. But I, you know, of course I have some family members and, you know, I have my uh, dear patients that inspire me every day to figure out how to help them. And as you said, you were, you know, this is 20 years ago and think about how much has changed and how much awareness has changed in the last 20 years, which gives me great hope. But I think there's still a lot, especially with the current, you know, crisis and health that there's a lot that we still need to do to really shift the paradigm. And I feel that's a big part of, you know, obviously your work and the work that we're all doing as a community together. And, you know, John, I feel like a broken record sometimes in practice. I'm talking about bioflow and, you know, binders and elimination. And I also bring in like the lymphatic system, of course, the cell membrane. So we speak the same language. And I know that you've been really innovative, especially through your own body and how to, you know, find effective products because we can think about, you know, we, we have, I think more of an understanding over these last 20 years than we did probably when we first got sick. Right. But, you know, now it's again, you know, I always think like, you know, the medicine is only effective if it goes to where it needs to go and clean out in the body. Right. And that's where, you know, why I was paying attention, especially to your line is you use a lot of nasal sprays and a lot of suppositories and this liposomal uh, technology, Mm -hmm. which those in my personal experience have been the most effective treatment strategies for people to do within their protocol. Of course, we'll talk about, you know, I I think we have pretty similar clinics and a lot of the things we do, you know, to help people when they're in person, but a lot of the healing happens at home. And so giving people effective therapeutic strategies, I think is really this, you know, still blue ocean that we need to support. So we're going to talk about a lot and there's, you know, a lot to get to. Let's just, you know, again, my, my first connection with you is seeing your ideas around melatonin and seeing that you had a very, you know, you've done a lot of research and a lot of 
Um, you have products around this high concept of high dose melatonin. So mm-hmm. it's starting to get into more people's awareness, but I think it's still pretty new. And I, I kind of think we live in a melatonin deficient time with all of modern life stresses, you know, all of the salt star pineal gland and mm-hmm. so forth. And so just walk us through, like when we're talking about high dose melatonin, the dosing you're thinking and why you think it's safe, effective, and you know, why it's a really foundational strategy in a lot of the patients who are listening. Yeah. So if I could distill it down to one simple concept, it's, it's stress resilience. Mm-hmm. And so the way I see it is, is all stressors lead to one high, one pathway, which is inflammation. And that inflammation is mediated through cytokines. And there's a variety of different types of stressors that will result in a certain family of cytokines that are classic for that. Like COVID has its own set of cytokines and you have the cytokine storm which is really just an overwhelming amount of inflammation that is runaway. And this is what happens with all infections if they're, you know, left unchecked and your immune system can't keep up, but even like a sunburn, you know, a sunburn, there's certain cytokines, it's an inflammatory, you exercise, you know, the muscles get inflamed. So you can really go through and look at all stresses and have that one, one thing in common. And so what we're really talking about here is we're talking about metabolic medicine. And when we talk about so many types of medicine, even in holistic and natural medicine, we start to see more of leaves and branches versus like the the stem, you know, like let's go to the core, like all the way upstream because the body is an amazing machine. It's, it's intelligent. It's, it's self repairing it's self healing and given the right amount of energy reserves you know, it can, it can do it better than anything. Right. And so it's a matter of um, just giving the body that, that energetic strength so that it can express itself in a healthy way. And we run out of that. And this is the problem with virtually all diseases, cancer included. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're at their core mitochondrial problems. And so what we're looking at doing is we're looking at supporting the mitochondria. So what a lot of people don't realize is that melatonin is produced in every mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we have a fail safe program. So imagine the mitochondria is, so we have, we have the electron transport chain, right? We're moving electrons. That's what the mitochondria really does well is it moves electrons. And in the process of moving electrons, it's an exothermic reaction. So it produces heat. And so that heat is then turned into energy in the form of ATP. And that's the currency of every function in the body. That's the energy that we get. So keeping those electrons moving is, is important. And we talk a little bit about some, some really interesting ways to make that work better here in a bit, but sticking with melatonin, there's a byproduct of making that energy that is called oxidation. Everybody's heard about that. And oxidation is a really healthy thing, just like CO2 is really healthy, Mm -hmm. right? But it's given a bad name. So we need it like with ozone, we use ozone as highly oxidative, but Mm -hmm. it wakes up a lot of these pathways that are normally buffering this oxidation. So with regards to the mitochondria, there's a certain amount of energy that it can handle. But then sometimes what happens is the mitochondria is like an older car you know, it starts to produce more pollution, or if it's pushed too much, even a young, healthy mitochondria is pushed too much, and it can't neutralize that. And so the way that the mitochondria neutralize this oxidation is melatonin, mm, I didn't primarily. Know that. yeah, That's I didn't it. Know that. huh. 
full stop. Mm. So the melatonin is quenching that in all of your mitochondria. It's not just a pineal sleep thing. Mm. And in fact, even your gut produces 400 times more melatonin than your brain does. Mm -hmm. So it's produced by your gut because the microbiome uses melatonin in a circadian rhythm fashion, just like we, we have it to produce something called microbiome swarming. So if anybody's interested in really improving their microbiome, I'm going to give you a little secret. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Fast and then follow that up with high dose melatonin. And we're going to talk about why, how it's safe and, and all that here in a minute. But so we all have what I call the familiar zone. And then outside of the familiar zone, we have the hormetic zone, right? So this is where stresses are within a, within a, a span that we can handle. And so stress, just like gravity, right? We know people that go up into space and what happens to your bones so the gravity that, that is on your body, it makes your muscles stronger. It makes your bones more mineralized. And in the same way, we need stresses to our body to, as signaling to our body to basically be able to help buffer that stress for future experiences. So when you get out of the familiar zone, and, and that's called hormesis, that word. So a hormetic effect would be like exercise, could be like hot, you know, saunas, cold therapy. You know, imagine you do like, cry we have a cryo machine here mm -hmm. and you get into that cryo machine for a couple minutes. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's hard. It's, it's can be a bit painful, but your body is like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we need to like adapt to this. Like, this is like crazy, crazy cold. And so then what happens is it adapts to be able to produce more energy to buffer that, that, that cold. Mm -hmm. So this, you can just have example after example, but what, what happens is you have that hormetic zone, which is really important. We all need to be aware of that hormetic zone, but outside of that, if you go too far, then you are, uh, you start to break down the body. Mm -hmm. And I call that the danger zone. Mm -hmm. So melatonin can literally expand the hormetic zone for you. Mm -hmm. It can allow you to handle more stress before it gets into a more damaging situation because it's able to quench that it's able to quench that oxidation. And what they found is that like with infections, there are studies they did with Ebola and there's this um, encephalitis virus. It's really interesting study. And I, I talk about this in my book. I have a whole chapter on infection. I have a whole chapter on mitochondria. We go into skin, we go into gut, we go into you know brain issues, degenerative neurologic. It's, it's really, I put everything in there. And what I wanted to do with the book it's called melatonin miracle molecule is I wanted to also interject as much within that book as how is like we integrate a lot of these things into using other things, right? So it's not just melatonin, but we talk about fasting and we talk about different modalities and things that people can do at home for these different conditions. And it's broken down into these different chapters that are based on the, uh, the different systems. So if you give melatonin exogenously, what happens is if the cell is overwhelmed, so the cytokines, imagine the inflammation is too overwhelming for the, for the, for the mitochondria, right? So the cytokines actually signal the mitochondria to change the way they're making energy from moving the electrons and they shuffle pyruvate. So pyruvate is what goes into the mitochondria and it goes through Krebs cycle. But what happens is the cell, the mitochondria pushes pyruvate into the cytosol and it goes through 
aerobic glycolysis, they also call that the Warburg effect, right? Mm -hmm. So this is fermentation. It's a very primitive way of making energy and it's 90% less effective. Mm -hmm. So this is what happens in infections is all of a sudden that your, your immune cells are now operating with like an empty gas tank mm -hmm. and then the infection just have it has its way. So when they look at giving exogenous melatonin to various models of infection, they saw survival rate go from like 6%. So imagine like 94% survival with these animal models. Mm. Then they gave them melatonin and the survival went up to 86%. Oh, wow. Wow. And they've got pictures of the blood vessels because the, the, this, like a lot of these uh, viruses, you know, just destroy your blood vessels and they just hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. And they've got pictures of the, the blood vessels on melatonin and not on melatonin. And so melatonin is protecting you. It's protecting you in so many ways because it's, it's, it's dealing with a metabolic, a core metabolic challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so wonderful about it. And we, we lose it as we get older, naturally. I mean, you look at the curve, it's just dramatic. So do you want to, I mean, you have to supplement it. There's, there's really, there's no hacks that you can all get an old person's pineal to just start spewing melatonin. Like when they were young, you know, you, you want to, you want to um, supplement with it. Now, can you take it in a pill? That's the question. Well, it's two and a half percent absorbed orally, right? So it's poor oral absorption. Mm -hmm. So that's why we started to look at suppositories mm -hmm. and the suppository store story goes like this. If you were to take something like an oral pill, there's something called peak plasma. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a, a period where it's in your blood and the cells are trying to pull it in. Just like if you were to soak beans, like black beans, right? You, you pour, put the water in with the beans and you're not going to expect to come back an hour later. And those beans have any significant amount of, you know, hydration in them. It takes like a whole day, right? 24 hours. So it's, it can be the length of exposure to those nutrients is more important than the amount of nutrients. So if you have like an IV, obviously it's going to bypass the gut and the liver, which suppositories do. So you have a lot of challenges with first pass through the liver and the digestive enzymes in the gut, which you don't have with, with the suppositories or an IV, but an IV is usually like 45 minutes, you know, or an hour and you got this big amount and then it's gone. Right. right. And you pee the rest out. So you can have the same dosage delivered over like five hours versus you have a dose that's delivered over one hour. What, how, which one do you think you're going to have more penetration to the cells? Mm -hmm, the longer one. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what's supposed, and also with, with regards to melatonin, it's going to carry you through the night much better. Now we do have a liposomal version and I, I admittedly use that quite a bit myself and, uh, we have the Sandman mm -hmm. and the super Sandman and super Sandman's twice is twice the melatonin, but it doesn't have the glutathione that the, the, the regular Sandman does. And both of those products are in a liposomal where it's like a little syringe that you can pull out, you know, and dose exact. And it doesn't taste bad at all. It's kind of like a berry flavor. Mm -hmm. And then we have the suppository. And so the suppository is also in a 200 milligram, you know, Sandman and then super Sandman's 425. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people are probably, you know, maybe taking melatonin at home and they're taking like 
five milligrams and maybe getting crazy and taking 20 milligrams. So I've used mm-hmm. the 200 and 400 throughout my, you know, through, throughout maybe the last four or five years. And to be honest, when I was st- first started using the higher dose melatonin, I was a little nervous, you know, I was like, oh gosh, you know, is this going to push people too far? Are people going to have side effects? And I was really pleasantly surprised about how well tolerated it is. I mean, I want you to walk us through like some of those initial um, probably obstacles or resistance people might have like 200, 400 watt and why you feel like those doses are needed for therapeutic effect. And, you know, again, we can of course reference your book, but maybe just um, some clinical pearls about the safety. So a lot of people, well, first off, I personally think that there's some sort of a campaign against melatonin because What's you know, illegal if, in some other countries, you know, you can't even get which it. Which is just ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you look up um, melatonin, if you got, if you, if you Google melatonin in the first page, I think it's WebMD, mm-hmm. you'll pull up and it'll say side effects of melatonin, depression, headaches, you know, so there, so there's this list of side effects that they're, they're referencing, right? What they won't tell you is that when they did the study that they're referencing, the side effects were the exact same in the placebo arm. So it's it's a bit misleading and it really should be changed. So that's what is almost all the research that we reference. um, It's almost ubiquitous where at the end of the study, they'll say that it's so well, you know, tolerated. There's virtually no side effects that they encourage more, more research to be done on, on it. And so that's my experience as well as when people first start taking these higher doses, they might be extra groggy because there seems to be some adapt- adaptation that needs to take place over two or three days. Even with me, I remember when I first started, I was, I started out with, I think 60 milligrams and then 120. And it was with the oral, you know, where it, we have an oral uh, 60 milligram pill that we get. And then I, I started to um, get really interested in actually Frank Schallenberger out in Reno, Nevada, I was at his clinic and, um, you know, he suggested I start taking it because, you know, I, I had gotten a lot better from Lyme disease, but I was having these neurological issues and I was like word finding and just didn't feel like my brain was really online, you know, it was brain fog. And he said, Oh, you know, let's, let's get you doing 120 to 180 milligrams. If you can do it during the day, do it during the day and then, you know, do it at night. So that's where I started and the results were, were impressive. So that's when we launched uh, shortly after the Sandman line. And so, yeah, I was groggy, you know, and whenever I've moved up into higher doses, I mean, it's not uncommon for me to take six to 800 milligrams, Mm. you know, and we have a lot of patients on that higher of a dose and uh, Russell Ryder, he's probably the most, the foremost authority on melatonin and the pineal. Maybe you didn't know this, but Russell Ryder did the first study in 1964 yeah. that proved that the pineal was more than just a worthless gland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So a lot of people might've known that, but like he actually did research that now the medical community is, is aware that that's important. And so then he just started to really dive into melatonin. I know he, he suggests up to a gram with some of his patients that he works with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have a negative feedback loop. This mm-hmm. is what you really want to know. Is yeah, everybody asks that. I think when oh, am I going to produce less melatonin if I take it exogenously? So I think that's a big you yeah, know, it, it's, for people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of ignorance with regards to melatonin, and so there's no concern with you producing less 
melatonin from your pineal because there's no negative feedback loop, like say with testosterone, you know, you're going to shut down or reset, you're going to shut down your receptor sites. So um, no fear there. And they've done studies where they've given up what would be like 150,000 milligrams to an adult male and grogginess, but they just like, they stopped the study at that point. And they said, you know, we just don't think that, you know, this has really got any toxic effects at all. So mm-hmm. there is really no reason not to use high dose melatonin that is medically feasible. That would, would be a concern. I mean, I'm, I'm all about above, above all do no harm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I, I wouldn't be promoting high dose melatonin if I thought there was any, any remotely concern with, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having direct to consumer access, right. You know, if you had concerns, obviously you, uh, you know, we would be working through compounding pharmacists or so forth. And so, so John, we talked about, you know, the microbiome effect. We talked about um, quenching oxidative stress and, you know, supporting the mitochondria. Obviously there's the circadian rhythm effect of melatonin. I have learned over the years, and I love your experience, um, you know, part of a lot of these neurological diseases are the neurotoxicity that builds up in, you know, the brain and the central nervous system, and of course, you know, everywhere else in the body. And so, especially around um, heavy metals, when we think about aluminum, Mm-hmm. you know, highly neurotoxic, um, mercury lead, you know, what have you. And so well, melatonin has been shown to detox yeah. the brain from yes. heavy metals. That's what I'm getting at. So yeah. um, can you share, can you share your experience with that? Cause one of the things that I learned and maybe it was coincidence, but a patient taught me that we, you know, used high dose melatonin. He got pretty groggy the next day and we paired the melatonin um, at the time with the DMSA at night and the grogginess actually lifted. And so that just illustrated clinically for me that connection, obviously the research shows it, but I'm just curious about how you use melatonin as a brain or neurological detoxification uh, strategy. Well, I mean, it would be no different than using it for anything else. I mean, we just put people on it and I, you know, I love that you brought that up because I think sometimes side effects in the beginning may be related to the body. I mean, imagine this, let's say you were really tired, you know, and, and when you have Lyme and mold illness, you are, and you go, and are you cleaning up your house? Like, imagine like your house could be pretty dirty. You know, you haven't cleaned, you haven't organized, there's stuff scattered everywhere. And so just like when you get an infusion of energy, you might start doing some house cleaning. That's exactly what your cells do. And you start to, and it's again, metabolic medicine. We're talking about going to the core of the core upstream. When the body gets the energy that it needs, it's going to start doing things to self-regulate. And so one aspect of that is, is, you know, removing toxins. Mm-hmm. So if somebody starts a regimen of higher dose melatonin and you, you do feel some side effects, I would suggest a, you know, I have to say this, but you should work with a healthcare practitioner, right. With anything, any type of health thing, you should have somebody that's coaching you through this and they should be aware that it, it could be a bump, a bumpy ride in the beginning. Maybe for a couple of days, you might have brain fog. You might be super tired the next day. The one thing is go out in the sun, get some sun in your eyes when you first wake up and it usually just completely goes away and you feel great. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and then, you know, we have so many headwinds to melatonin as well. And so I think that a lot of people could benefit from being 
aware of some of the things that are really affect the circadian, the circadian rhythm is just so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you got to protect that, mm -hmm. change the lights in your house, you know, don't mm -hmm. look at the computer screen without, without, you know, blue blocking glasses or watch TV without blue blocking glasses. You know, mm -hmm. if you go to my house, I've got lamps all around the house with red lights in them. So mm -hmm. during the day, I might put the regular lights on more mm -hmm. often. It's, it's, I just have, um, you know, the windows open, but, uh, you know, you put the red lights in the, in the lamps. And then what I do is I went on Amazon and you get these wireless plug outlets, right? So that you, there's a little remote control mm -hmm. and you put the plug outlet in, and then there's another outlet out that you can plug in into that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have, you could have like six different outlets, you know, and it's like 30 bucks for this little package. Mm -hmm. And so then you plug your, your lamps and I even have some red rope, rope light that I put up the stairway oh, nice. and, mm -hmm. and I just got run my finger down this little, little buttons and it just turns all the red lights on mm -hmm. and I've got one next to my bed, you know, cause mm -hmm. I usually come with two. So before bed, I just lean over and I turn all them off. Mm -hmm. And if you get used to that, you know, it kind of looks like a, um, a submarine in my house, but <laughs> it's just so relaxing and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get used to that and you'll turn on a regular light, it's, it's like, so it's, just, it's like. It's yeah, a shock. It hurts. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, I'm just a couple rooms in my house. I still, after I put my daughter to bed, I go up and still do some work. And so my office has red light at night and it makes a, it's that same effect. Like when you turn on the regular light, it's like, it almost, yeah, it hurts you. Um, I've used um, Dave's uh, True Dark light bulbs that you can change them throughout the day, which are cool. But there's, you know, circadian lighting, I think is huge for our health and still very much under acknowledged. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. John, we have so much to talk about. So I, I guess closing or kind of like two things with the melatonin loop before we kind of go to the next topic. Is it safe to take the high doses daily or do you pulse it? You could do either. Um, and that's, mm -hmm. what's nice about it is that you can go on high doses. I've done high doses for months and months at a time mm -hmm. and then stop taking it. And I felt, <laughs> I mean, I felt pretty good before and I felt pretty good after, you know, it didn't, have an effect where I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't stay asleep or anything like that. I, I slept fine. So, and that's what I'm seeing with a lot of my patients as well is that they can stop taking it. So you can pulse it. Like we have a protocol called the fast track fast. And mm -hmm. yeah, so part of that. So the way the fast track fast, I, I'll bring it up. I need to explain it, right? Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, so the fast track fast is this, it's a, it's a, a loading phase where we load with NAD and now we're, we're upgrading that where we're wanting to, we have actually have uh, methylene blue and NAD in, in a product called um, NAD max or NAD max. Nice. And so we do that as a loading phase to energize a cell. And then what we want to do is we want to accentuate autophagy and cleaning up senescent cells. And so we do that through fasting and, you know, obviously calorie restriction but we have a formulated a product called Lucitol, which has physotin and sterile stillbeam, which are the two primary. I mean, you look up the research on these two um, polyphenols and it's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So these are signaling calorie restriction and they're signaling autophagy where it's that cleanup and recycling phase that we, we should go through every 24 hours. That's what's happening when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have people stack the lucitol while they're fasting. So they get an even deeper kind of autophagy and cleaning up those senescent cells. And then afterwards we want to, you know, it has to do with mTOR. 
mammalian mm -hmm. target of rapamycin. And so this is the signaling that is growth and recycling. And, and so you have to go between the two, just like your circadian rhythm, which is a sleep wake, you have this other signaling, which is in suppressing autophagy and it's going to be more cellular growth, or you're going to be doing the opposite where you're cleaning and you're suppressing growth of cells. So mm -hmm. what the problem is, is that we're all as a society, we're always eating and we're, we're constantly taking in calories. We're not giving ourselves enough time between where our body can kind of clean itself out and recycle. And, and we, we not only recycle and clean cells, but we, we do that with organ organelles. Primarily the one that I'm most interested in is the mitochondria. So that that's called mitophagy mm -hmm. when we recycle new mitochondria. So if you're not doing this, you're accumulating, it's like, it would be like, you have a lot more old cars on the, on the road. And so the city is going to be more polluted, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you're, it's not efficient. They're older. And that's the story behind senescent cells. They're kind of like these zombie mm -hmm. cells and they're extremely inflammatory. Yeah. And you start to get rid of those through a good fasting protocol, you're going to feel amazing. For um, patients who like have Lyme and mold and all the things, what do you think is a good starting like fasting schedule? So it, I, I try to meet patients where they're at. So often my, my highest choice for my patients is this. Every week they do a 24 hour fast and I have them doing a 10, eight to 10 hour feeding window less if they can. So eight to 10 hours. So they're doing that every day. So they're getting some autophagy and, you know, they're, they're fasting every day. And then the one day that they're doing the 24 hour fast, what seems to work really well for people is a lunch to lunch, mm -hmm. you know, so that's fairly easy to do for anybody. Mm -hmm. And once a month, I like to have them do it a three to five day fast. Mm -hmm. And I do this for three months. Mm -hmm. With what, just water? Do you with, use your product? Do you well, use your if, product or? Yeah, with water, you know, mm -hmm. you can use exogenous ketones while you're fasting as well. And that can help mm -hmm. for people that are, you know, they're not able to relax and chill. Like I, I'd still have to work, you know, I may do, I'm, if I do a three to five day fast, I might start on Friday, right. And then carry through the weekend, but then there's still a day or two that I have to come and show up at work. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I might take some exogenous ketones or ketone esters or ketone salts. There's a lot available. You can mm -hmm. find them on Amazon as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that helps because you're trying to get the energy from ketones when you're fasting. Mm -hmm. And so you can take these exogenous ketones and it'll help your energy levels and your, 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 you know, it'll suppress your appetite a little bit, but you know, it, there's going to be a little bit of suffering involved. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, mm -hmm. That's just part of the fast. And usually it's the first day, maybe the first two days. And then you actually feel better. You, mm -hmm. you know, you have more energy. It's, it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thanks for those pearls. And I'm a naturopathic doctor. So there's a whole, you know, history of fasting um, in our medicine that I think is so needed right now for all the reasons that you just shared. And, you know, again, I agree meeting patients where they're at and maybe they don't start there, but, you know, continuing to shrink that, you know, eating window, you know, throughout the week and, you know, getting there. And I think a lot of those tips that you shared can help make people more metabolically fit and resilient so that they mm -hmm. tolerate fasting better. So John, tell me, let's go into methylene blue. So methylene blue is something that, you know, I've been using for a few years just with a, there was a compounding pharmacist that, 
you know, made a clean product that I felt good about that, you know, we were introducing. And there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, Lyme patients, mold patients to feel better with methylene blue. And then also this photoactivation of methylene Mm. blue too is super exciting. So just walk us through the methylene blue story from your lens. Sure. So, wow. I know we don't have a ton of time. I, we could spend a whole hour yeah. on just yeah, yeah, I'll have you back, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So just, you know, again, just piquing people's curiosity is still, uh, it's not well known and not as yeah. accessible. And I know you have a pro- products that people can readily get, which has been a, you know, a rate limiting step, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. so, so share share how we can use this. So, so there's a German doctor that coined the term magic bullet, right? And he was talking about a substance that would be potentially antimicrobial, it would enhance the health and vitality of your body, but leave the body unharmed. And this was like this magical substance. And he was actually referencing methylene blue. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It was the first drug ever approved by the FDA for um, malaria, and it would kill the parasite that malaria would live in. And um, it's interesting because when antibiotics came online, they, um, they, they, everybody was like, you know, it was the romantic antibiotics, right? So they got away from methylene blue, even though methylene blue was working fine. So then methylene blue was kind of forgotten about. I'm sure it was the pharmaceutical companies had, you know, all their cute little pharmacy, you know, reps that were like, oh no, no, try this. Right. And so then methylene blue kind of fell on the wayside. And now there's a re-emergence and interest of methylene blue, because now all the, you know, there's all these antibiotic res- uh, resistant forms. So, but methylene blue doesn't, they don't build a resistant to methylene blue. It starves them of oxygen. So with us, it's the opposite and methylene blue really needs to be given. There's, there's um, dosages that are safe and you can have side effects if you go too high, but basically it's, it's extremely, it's a beautiful blue powder in its raw form. And when you take it, you, your urine turns blue. Mm-hmm. They, they, they made the uh, military take it when they were World War II. And this was to prevent them from getting malaria. And they used to say, you know, I'm so patriotic. We, look, I even pee blue. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I, had, I had an admiral in, as a patient recently, and he was up in Tampa doing like, a, you know, which is about an hour north of me. And he was going to some big meetings and, and we, we did some methylene blue with him. And, and I told him that I said, you know, when you go to the meeting, make, make, take everybody to the bathroom and show them how patriotic you are. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he really liked that. Love that. But so the real amazing thing about methylene blue is it works on the mitochondria in such a unique way with, we talked about the electron transport chain, moving electrons and what methylene do it blue actually does is it recycles electrons. So it's sitting there just like here, here's more, here's more, keep going. And it's, it's out, it's independent of oxygen. Mm -hmm. And so you can get some pretty amazing breath holds with methylene blue. I know um, we're, we're kind of working with some athletes that are, it's quite an advantage, you know, to be able to not have to breathe for, for a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. imagine if you're a fighter, you know, and you're getting choked out and you can just kind of sit there and wait for the person to get tired Mm -hmm. of choking you and you're fine. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so methylene blue, so there's, there's something called the cytochrome complex mm-hmm. and the cytochrome, if you look at that word cyto is cell and chrome is light, 
Mm-hmm. And so the whole family, there's four in this complex and red light therapy works on this as well, where it works on the fourth one, cytochrome C oxidase. Mm-hmm. And that cytochrome C oxidase pathway uh, takes the red light and makes energy. And so there's all these studies on, on the red light therapy and particularly in the 660 nanometers. Mm-hmm. And so the 660 nanometers really works well with methylene blue as well. And, um, and what's really interesting about the methylene blue. So the red lights work on just the one complex, the four, the methylene blue works on all four. Mm-hmm. And so it's just incredible. So what we're doing here is we will have, so we launched a new product called Lumital blue and it's actually a suppository, but I actually prefer patients to break it up and, and take them like a tablet. Okay. Um, you can buy, you know, sublingual products, but your mouth turns blue and, you know, you look kind of strange. A lot of people don't like that. Mm-hmm. So you can take the tablet and you can just kind of swallow it like, or, you know, the suppository and just pieces and your urine will turn, you know, your turn blue for even a couple of days. Then we're having people go in front of these lights. So we have these panels that we're, we have, they're called mito lights and we can link to them in the, the show notes. And so you'll, you'll take the methylene blue and then you'll go in front of these, these lights are specially designed to be at 660. And they also have infrared, red and infrared. And then you can go out in the sun, you know, go out in the sun and, and you can get a lot of that activation through that. And it just supercharged the mitochondria in a way that can be quite exciting. Actually, I noticed, you know, my vision, like I can see things way down the road. Like, you know, when you're driving and you're like on a straight road and you're like, what is that? And I'm like, man, I can almost make that out down there. Wow. Wow. And, you know, the mental clarity for me, and I'm seeing that. So what we're doing in the clinic is, is much more advanced than that. Although it is, I think, very empowering for patients to be able to do this at home. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you should really have the guidance of a clinician. If you're on any antidepressants, methylene blue, when you start getting into higher doses, acts as an Mm MAOI. And that's the, the, I mean, anybody with depression can really look at this as, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that, that methylene blue can be a fabulous antidepressant. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the clinic, we're doing this protocol Lumital blue, and I'll tell you what we do. So we, we have an intravenous laser, which I know you have at your clinic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it Lumistem, and it's basically, it's a catheter that goes into the vein. So when I'm, when I'm working on a patient or there, you know, there's a patient here getting treatment, they've got the light in one arm, and then they've got the methylene blue dripping in the other arm. Oh. And mm-hmm. we're, we, we're combining that with nano silver. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be starting to add some nano gold into that protocol as well. Cause it's really like, how did they figure this out? But you look it up and these, these nano silver and gold enhance, it's called photodynamic mm-hmm. aspects. So photobiomodulation, but there's, it's like photoactive. So certain substances can be activated by the light. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we add the light and we add the methylene blue, but the, the silver and gold enhance even the methylene blues ability to uh, receive the photo biomodulation. Are so you doing that orally the nano silver and gold or you, you could, yeah, you could do mm-hmm. it orally, mm-hmm. but we're actually putting that in the IV. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll have yeah. To and I, I, I gotta tell you, uh, <laughs> the results have been 
absolutely mm-hmm. just mind blowing. And I've been, we have some pretty amazing technology. I mean, we do 10 pass mm-hmm. hyperbaric ozone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we we're using a CVAC, which we still, use, we like to use that after, after this infusion. So, you know, what the way that we'll, we'll do it is we'll do the infusion with a methylene blue IV light. And then we put them into a closet that has all these red light panels in it. So they're, they take their clothes off and they're getting the red lights that way. Mm-hmm. And then we put them in this um, pod called a CVAC or a hyperbaric oxygen chamber works really well too. Mm-hmm. But I like the CVAC a little bit better because it's more dynamic. So what happens is the pressure is changing mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And so that's that protocol we call Lumital Blue. And a lot of patients, they'll fly in for this and we'll do you know, a week, two weeks, sometimes more, and they'll be getting this treatment. And, and then we'll do intravenous phosphatidylcholine mm-hmm. with these cases as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Lyme, mold illness, autoimmune conditions. I mean, it's, it's degenerative neurologic. I've seen, I saw a Parkinson's patient just completely transform after their first treatment. I mean, significantly, it was just incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, no, and I I love all how you're combining all of this. And you know, the more I learn about this realm of medicine, aren't you just in awe, like how the body is like, you know, wired right to receive light and sound and the world of like um, you know, frequency and even uh the photodynamic part that you know, certain cells just you know that need this medicine take it up specifically to, you know, work better and utilize it, you know, that that's always just mind blowing to me. So, and then that whole aspect of, you know, health is how much, you know, electrons that we have to, you know, recycle and use. And so it's just this perfect synergy and combination of methylene blue being the magic bullet. I I can Mm -hmm. understand that from a different level now, but so no, this is incredible. And I guess for, you know, practicality, so the suppository, how much, um, how many milligrams is the suppository, the methylene blue suppository that you have? We've got one that's 60 and Uh we've got one that's 300. Okay. And then, so you have either people use that as a suppository. Do you have them do it during the day or night? Does methylene blue energize people in your perspective? No, it can be taken before bed. Okay. Yeah. That's the way I'll usually take it is before bed. Um, But yeah, you can take it. You could take it any way you want day, night. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very well tolerated. People will feel energized with this protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think taking it by itself, possibly if you were to take it and do some light therapy, I, you know, you know, I would, I would say, you know, there's a potential that it could energize some people. So you might think about starting out during the day and just seeing Mm -hmm. how it affects you. Cause you know, it'll, it it shouldn't be a problem to, to work. You know, it's not like you take it and there would be like some sort of a challenge where you couldn't function. I, I wouldn't be concerned with that. So yeah, it, it's, it's actually well, very well tolerated mm-hmm. by most people. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jenna, I need to have you back on, but a couple maybe rapid fire questions as we wrap up here. So you have this incredible product line. We're going to talk about it more, share more about it. But personally, obviously you have, you know, I, I just love giving people a story of hope and inspiration because when you're in the trenches of all of this, right, it can be so there's so many factors that you feel are up against you that finding that light at the end of the tunnel is so challenging. And so, you know, I guess maybe your top three, if you were on a desert island, top three things that you would take with you that you really feel were the most impactful to recover your health. Mm. 
<laughs> it's gonna well melatonin yeah <laughs> i would take if people have not been getting that blue, way yet. and i would take some red lights with like a generator so i could turn them on awesome awesome yeah. yeah i love that and then my last question maybe my curiosity what water do you drink <laughs> well i have a system i have a whole house filtration system and then i have a tankless reverse osmosis system so you know a lot of people have these reverse osmosis systems, but like you can grow mold in those tanks. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to get the information on that company. Maybe, maybe we can put that in the show notes, but it's a newer product that a a company is kind of innovating. And so I I drink that. Um, I like the deuterium depleted water, Mm -hmm. but did you know that red light actually clean clears out deuterium. Yeah. My friend Petra told me about that. Yeah. So that a lot, all of this is like, I mean, when we're recovering the mitochondria, right, we're going to naturally be depleting deuterium. Right. So it makes sense that that's all, um, you know, aligned, but yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, what deuterium depleted water do you drink? Do you have a favorite at this point? God, I don't remember the company I bought it from. It's like a big blue bottle. Yeah, the light water and preventa, like those are the two ones, but I'm just curious. I mean, people are always yeah. specific. So. Yeah, I don't really have I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. yeah, well, you're doing all the things that you're doing, right? Um, you don't need to really rely. I mean, I think deuterium depleted water is amazing and I think it's really therapeutic, you know, but if yeah. you're doing all these other things, the need for that big of an intervention, I think, goes down. What binder do you use? What binders do you like to use? Well. You know, my good friend, Dr. Dan Pompa has a great binder called Bind, mm-hmm. but you know, the thing about it is, is that, and then he's got the um, cytodetox yeah, as well. I use that. The, the thing about the, the biotoxins and the mold toxins is that they're, they're charges, you know, so you have to go with like a cholestyramine, you know, we use a lot of cholestyramine, but we get it from a compounding pharmacy right. where it doesn't have all the, the junk and yeah. it you know, has like a spartame and coloring <laughs> agents, you know, and most things. of my patients really can't, they, they react to that. So yeah, yeah cholestyramine is, is, is my go-to with, mm-hmm. you know, I, I usually will start patients with 30 days where mm-hmm. they take four grams of it in the morning, one dose. And, mm-hmm. and I like to add mm-hmm. lemon into that. So they take it with lemon water, which makes it taste a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Plus mm-hmm. you're going to be getting a bit of a, a bile release with, mm-hmm. with that to, to kind of clean it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. And so, then the bind, you know, your bile yeah. is secreted pretty strongly in the first two, three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So I recommend patients take, you know, the bind like three to four of those before bed every night. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of my typical binder. I, I think that that should just be like part of everybody's program every mm-hmm. night. The, the morning binder with the, uh, with the cholestyramine is more of like a short term thing. And then mm-hmm. If, if somebody's traveling, you know, and they know their, their potential, they might, you know, be in a moldy place, you know, take some cholestyramine with you and take that on your trip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Those are all the clinical pearls that I'm always curious about. So thank you for sharing those tips. And no, this was incredible information. I definitely learned, you know, uh, many clinical pearls to bring with me to my patients today. And I know that we have a few kind of bonuses for the people who are listening. So we're going to have a link to your melatonin book and then also a link mm-hmm. to your um, store with a special offer. So we'll have all of those links in the show notes, but anything that you want to share about that? Well, melatoninbook.com. So if you log on to melatoninbook.com and you use the code Dr. Schaffner and with a DR, 
then you will be able to download the PDF. You will be blown away. I mean, mm-hmm. truly blown away. I know we talked about, you know, we skimmed over it. Like, you know, and I think if, especially if you're either a healthcare practitioner or you're an individual that's really searching for like more health and vitality in your life, this is, this is a must. So the book is quite long, but you can read the first chapter or two and then skip to whatever chapter that you're having a challenge with. Is it brain neurological or cardiovascular or skin or whatever? And so if you use that code, you can get the PDF version. We're going to be releasing the hard copy in a couple of months on Amazon, and it's going to have four extra chapters on it. So you'll probably want to pick that book up when it comes out. But yeah, I mean, you could get started right away. Melatoninbook.com. Awesome. Well, it's really lovely to connect with you again. I learned so much and thank you for putting all of that information and those resources about melatonin in one book. And I'm excited to get your hard copy because yeah, no one else has a book on melatonin, probably the depth and knowledge, especially with the clinical insight that we all need to really help our patients recover, you know, more quickly and more elegantly with the tools that we're all um, having more access to now. So I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast and I'm looking forward to learning more from you. So thanks, John. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Well, again, we'll have all of that information in the show notes. And John, real quick, what's your website if people want to learn more about you or your practice? So the clinic is advancedrejuvenation.us. And then I have an educational channel, ultimatecellularreset.com, where we have videos. And I also do some interviews with, with people, you know, a, a YouTube channel, Cellular Reset. So, but you can find all that at the ultimatecellularreset.com. Awesome. We'll have those links as well. Well, thanks everyone and have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Lawrence. Please check out all of the great information that he shared in the show notes and link to his book, as well as his supplement store with a special offer for our audience. And if you are enjoying these podcasts, I would be so grateful and honored if you left a review on Apple iTunes. Have a beautiful day.